The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM. This is the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, hosted by founder Sarah Coates, a licensed clinical mental health counselor. In this podcast, Sarah and her team of therapists will dive deep into many topics on mental health care. Here's your host, Sarah Coates. Hello, and welcome to the Turning Your Life Around podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Coates, and I'm joined again by my friend and colleague, Erica Smith, a licensed clinical social worker. Erica, you're our podcast extraordinaire. Welcome back again. Thanks so much for having me back, Sarah. Happy to be here. I love having you on because you're just so easy to talk to, and you have a lot of great wisdom to share. And today we're going to talk about transitioning back. We're talking about how students and adults can effectively transition back to society as we're hopefully wrapping up the pandemic. I mean, maybe I'm over here with my fingers crossed, but we're certainly seeming to make some headway into going, I don't want to say back to normal, because I don't know, I think you might agree with me, we may never go back to what we used to think was normal. So we're moving somewhere, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's such an important point. It might be really helpful for us all to stop saying going back to normal, because who's to say what is next? And so it really is, how can we let go of what our idea of normal might be and really start noticing what is and creating our new routines and our new standards for what actually is. Leaving some room for flexibility because if this year has taught us anything, it's the need to learn to be flexible. Well, I've talked with so many people too in regards to this idea of getting back to normal. And so many people, especially my clients, they say, I didn't like what was my life last year, last spring. Like I wasn't enjoying that life anyhow. There were lots of things I wanted to let go of. And the pandemic kind of forced me to to make some changes in some areas. And I actually like where I'm at now and what's to come in some ways. And I would say if that's your reality, embrace it, go with it. Learn how to incorporate that into your routine as we move towards whatever is coming. I think about my own transition back to in-person sessions, back to going to an office every day. And one of the first things I did was create my dog's schedule, which had you said this to me two years ago, I would have never thought I would be prioritizing a furry creature, but I'm like, okay, so how can I get my dog to daycare? How can I come home and go for a walk to break up my day? Because walking regularly has been such a helpful thing for me that I never would have made time for had this world not happened. Definitely. I mean, I think we all have things that have come into our lives during this past year, positive or negative, but like you're speaking of, obviously a furry companion is a positive. And so a lot of us have had some things come into our life this year that are positive shifts Mm -hmm. or positive changes. And of course, We have to be considerate of when we move forward, how we're going to maintain and incorporate those positive shifts in our own lives. For sure. And we don't know what's coming next, but I am seeing a lot more of my own friends, my own colleagues, my own clients going back to an in-person environment, whether they be a student, whether it be an adult going back to work, we're seeing a lot more people going to an in-person environment and or a couple of my clients have always been in person, but they're seeing a lot more of their work increase now that things are opening back up. And so there really is this shift of how do we create what our new routines are going to be, leaving room for 
this new hybrid work situation that I'm seeing a lot of, where you're working from home some, you're going to the office some, which works really well for some people. I am someone who really likes consistency. So for me, it's like I've been virtual and then I'm going back to in-person because it just, I like having some level of similarities from week to week. And so even just noticing what are the things that I need, how can I create a routine within reason that makes sense for what I've learned about myself and my life in this past year. And how can I honor those realities? That is so good because just hearing you say that, like you appreciate the consistency. So it sounds Mm -hmm. like you're wanting to create a routine that looks similar every day. And for me, this just speaks to how different we all are. For Mm -hmm. me, I find myself saying I have to have one work day at home a week. Like Mm -hmm. I have to make sure I'm protecting that each week because for me, I'm able to work and get some things done at home. And it just helps me feel more manageable, more Mm -hmm. able to manage all of my responsibilities. Right. And so for me, I appreciate the hybrid and the Mm -hmm. change in schedule week to week, but for others, others might need some more predictability. And so Mm -hmm. you're right. It's just honoring what we each have learned and needed through this whole time. And I think also acknowledging what we might not be looking forward to. And so this is important. I think I've identified this in other podcasts. I am an introvert. I love one-on-one conversations. You throw me in a group and I'm just like, oh, and so I have really thrived with this six foot space and no large groups. I'm living my best life when it comes to small group settings, because that's really where I tend to shine and feel most comfortable. Some things that I've even thought about is when I go out places, I'm seeing more and more people. I even notice like a little bit more anxiety because I'm just not used to being, it's been a year since I've been to a concert or to been like a festival or things that I normally would do a busy flea market on Saturday. What are your thoughts about in-person communication? What are your thoughts about being in a shared work environment where maybe you were sharing your work environment with your kids, but you really got to sort of create a home-like environment where now you are sharing again with people that hopefully you get along with, but maybe you don't. When you think about transitioning back to whatever environment looks normal for you, whether it's getting your kids back to school, getting yourself back to work, What are the things that it might be really important to think about, to consider, to start practicing now, especially for maybe your kids and teens who might have some anxiety around returning to school? I would say about half of my kiddos have thrived. They have loved being home. They have loved doing online. They have a little bit more autonomy. They're not waking up as early. And then I have some kids who are going to struggle when they go back because they haven't talked to other kids. They haven't had to socialize. And that's going to be a huge transition when they're back in the school environment, getting up, catching the bus. How can we start having some conversations and preparing whether your kids are transitioning back to school now, or they're going to transition back in the fall, that key word there is going to be transition, right? How can we start to work on transitioning ourselves and our kids back to whatever their routine might look like as it comes? Since we're talking about students and kids returning to school and transitioning back to school, what are some tips that you might have for parents and caregivers to help their kids transition back to in-person activities? So I would say the first thing is having some conversations with your kids. Some kids are going to be very excited about transitioning back, which is going to be great. And then there's going to be some kids who might not be thrilled about going back to in-person school for whatever reason, whether it's social anxiety, whether it's not being able to wear pajamas every day, 
whatever that might look like for your kids, having some conversations and getting a feel for where they are. Also having some conversations about what might school look like, because it's, it's not looking the same as it once did. How do your kids feel about maybe wearing a mask for hours at a time? How do your kids feel about potentially eating lunch quietly? Because I'm hearing a lot of my kids saying, yeah, we eat lunch at our desk. We have to be quiet. Maybe we're reading. Whereas before lunch was sort of a social time. How do your kids feel about potentially learning online in class? I'm seeing a lot of different hybrid models. And so really talking to the school that your kids are returning to, to see what their day-to-day might look like for now, understanding that might not stay consistent. And that's okay. Our schools are also learning and transitioning as they go. But having some awareness so that you can educate your child about what they're going to be walking into, because that can be really helpful. If you have a kid who might have a little bit more COVID anxiety, having some conversations about what are some realities of what might happen? Like what happens if you drop your mask? This has happened to me. If I drop my mask, I sort of just stand there like, do I even want to pick this up? (laughs) I'm not going to litter, but do I want, what do I want to do with this now? What happens if someone around you sneezes? Like, how do your kids feel about that? I've had some kids recently where if they're in a public place and someone coughs or sneezes, which is a natural thing that people do in life, you can see a physical reaction in this child. And so now you're going into an environment where there's lots of other kids and teens and people cough. I have allergies. It's pollen season. All I do right now is cough and rub my eyes and pray for this yellowing to pass of all of the the grass and things. But how can you sort of identify what are some thoughts and feelings your kids might have? Have some conversations about it. And if you have a kid with particularly high anxiety, getting them connected to a mental health therapist to sort of do some emotional safety planning around how to prep, learn some coping skills. Also connecting with your student's guidance counselor. So you have this transition in place. So both the guidance counselor and their out-of-school-based therapist can connect them and support them as they transition back in what is going to be the the safest way for each individual kiddo. Well, and, and what I'm hearing you say, which probably is practical and relevant for anything when raising children is mm-hmm. communication is key, right? Yes. Talking about these things, planning and preparing as much as you can beforehand and not just going into it in the dark. Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think this is true, but for both our kids and ourselves. I've had a lot of adult clients who have loved working from home, whether it's because they get to spend more time with their families or they have more autonomy or because they really hated their work environment. And now they get to just do the work and sort of ignore a lot of the other stuff that they didn't like. And so if that's coming true from you, okay, so are you talking to someone about those feelings? Are you talking to someone about transitioning? Are you talking to someone about maybe transitioning into a new role that looks more consistent with the life that you want to live? Um, Because if you've sort of had this, this time of, and I'm not saying, you know, the past year has been peaceful at all, but if in your own work life, it's been less stressful being able to come and work at home and the idea of returning back to that workplace where it was never really the best fit for you is creating a lot of anxiety or distress might be something to talk about. Might also be something to plan your exit strategically as much as that's possible to find environments. I'm seeing a lot of people who are looking now for those hybrid workplace jobs because they're like, I don't want to go back full-time to an office. I love a full-time job, but I would like some autonomy around what that might look like. And then there are some people who really loved the in-person connection that came with going to a job office every day. And so that's what they're looking for. So again, it really is about what works for you, what makes sense for you. Are you honoring that? Are you taking a second to identify that? as we consider transitioning back and whatever that looks like. A lot of the same tips and strategies you're recommending for the 
the students mm-hmm. apply for the adults as well. So much, so much. I was even reminded this morning, there was tons of traffic this morning. I don't know what was happening on 40 this morning, but I was gripping the steering wheel and I was like thinking to myself, I miss COVID stay at home traffic. That's what I miss. I want that back. Not really, but I do. Mm-hmm. And so for a lot of people, you know, just not having to commute every day is such mm-hmm. a stress relief for their work life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was one of those people, I intentionally scheduled my work day. So I would come into the office earlier than people. Most people would leave for work and I would stay later because there was, there was no point in leaving Carrie at five or six o'clock. There just wasn't. So I'm just going to stay, work a little bit later and then drive home smoothly when there was no traffic. And I've probably been in traffic twice since COVID started. And traffic is actually a huge trigger for so many people. And it's funny because when I'll be doing intakes, traffic comes up as an anxiety like trigger for so many people. And these are all things to consider. I, I don't think we have taken time to really recognize like what is the difference between going to work every day and staying home? What's the difference between our kids going to school every day and staying home. Well, for one, a lot of our kids are getting way more sleep because they're not catching the bus at 5.30 in the morning. For some adults, there's some pros and cons. You've got your adults with kids and your adults without kids. And I'm getting very different realities for both sets of people. But have we taken the time to identify like what were the pros and cons of both sets and how can we really capitalize on creating this new system as much as possible that really honors what works well for us? Because for me, it is going to be going back to work four days a week like I used to. Also taking a little bit more breaks throughout the day to watch Netflix, frankly, and eat my snacks because that's important to me. I learned that in quarantine. When we see your do not disturb session in progress Mm -hmm. on your door, we'll all pause and think, is Erica really in session or is she watching Netflix and eating her popcorn? (laughs) Anything's possible, Sarah. Anything's possible. (laughs) Uh, well, I think overall what what we're learning or what we're talking about as we consider transitioning back is really awareness of mm-hmm. what serves us well and isn't serving us, be it in work relationships, work environment, school environment, student relationships, and mm-hmm. just really having a plan and purpose about how to do it more mindfully moving forward because we are moving towards something else. We're not going backwards because the past is behind us, right? So we're moving towards a new thing and mm-hmm. just really being intentional and mindful and creating the best new thing for ourselves. Perfectly said, perfectly said. You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast. Erica Smith has taken a few minutes of her day to share some tips and wisdom about how to transition back to society, to in-person learning or working for both our students and adults. And if you want to continue the conversation with Erica and gain some more insight into how you can do those things effectively, you can find her in our Cary location. And soon she will be in our newest Cary office on Harrison Avenue beginning in June. You can find her there where she works with teens and adolescents and young adults, emerging professionals in all of these areas. So thanks, Erica, for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. You've been listening to the Turning Your Life Around podcast, presented by 180 Counseling, with five triangle locations to serve you. Learn more at 1-80counseling.com. This has been an exclusive presentation of News Radio 680 WPTF and 98.5 FM, a Curtis Media Group station.